podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Andy and tonight I'm joined by James. Hello Andy. Today we'll discuss our away fixture with West Ham. Coming up we discuss the lineup. we look at our head-to-head record, give our predictions for the game and then as always have a chat afterwards with our immediate thoughts and feelings on the game. Now, key listeners, you'll know that James is back, and my word, have we missed him. How are you, James? Uh, I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. It's been uh, weird not been doing it, but it's also been lovely hearing you and Paul every game. And, I, you know, I have been doing some of the edits as well, which has been exciting as well. Well, you'll be glad to know that uh, I've banned Paul from at least the first half tonight. Oh, was it for uses of really crummy language and that sort of stuff? Are you after a ban? <laughs> It, it, I, the kid thinks he's from the 1940s. It's unacceptable. We only like proper words here, like shite and that. Do we, we get some complaints through Ofcom or something? Is that what? Is it like official? Yeah, we have that many listeners, mate, that uh, people kick off on such platforms as Ofcom. But, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're Paulless. We might get him for the second half. Depends if he's behaved himself. So, James, how are you? Where have you been? I'm really good. Um, I've been, well, I moved house. I moved Ooh. house. And it has meant that, um, I'm, I mean, it's not over. I'm at the in-laws at the minute. I'm out in the middle of nowhere staying at my, my in-laws' house. You, you what? The outlaws. You're living with the outlaws? How's that going? Uh, it's good. Well, to be fair, I just had a fish pie, homemade, hand, 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 handmade, homemade, cooked, lovely <laughs> fish, pie, fish pie. It was beautiful. So it has its perks, but it's good. It's good, mate. Have you had any awkward moments where they've like walked in you, taken a turd or like in shower or playing with your manscaped thing <laughs> not yet but you know we're here for a bit longer there's still time i'll take it you've been keeping up with the mighty league united because I've, I've obviously been talking to you keeping in touch and seeing that you've kept our socials alive what have you been thinking about leads recently overall it's been well we i've heard you guys say it a lot and it's been inconsistent and i think where we are right now that's that's sort of acceptable isn't it you know although we'd love more wins and points on the board inconsistency you can take when we're sitting where we are with the points that we have so uh yeah plenty to build on and you'd hope that we can try and build on it tonight against west ham what are you saying europe yeah i'm not well <laughs> i'm not getting involved in that argument bloody hell but uh, well, yeah, I'd take Europe. Of course you would, without a shadow of a doubt. Eat some of that, Paul, you crummy stain. Right, <laughs> on to tonight's fixture. We're back in foggy London town, which obviously puts the fear of God up as well. But head-to-head record, games won, 48. Games drawn, 29. Games lost, 28. So last one was a 2-1 defeat in December. It was the first time we'd lost in 20 years against West Ham and in a run of 10 games without defeat. And obviously we're in London tonight. But the head-to-head record, we're absolutely spanking him. So, what are you saying? Yeah, I was thinking that. It's rare that we sort of have the double on anyone, like hundred, nearly 100% more wins uh, than losses, which is really good. But, yeah, London, bloody hell. Like, last time I was in London was QPR away last season when Calvin Phillips got sent off and we lost 1-0. And that was miserable. And it's been miserable ever since. Well, I think we're going to break it tonight, Jim. You reckon? I- yeah, I'm I'm feeling really confident, especially seeing the team news. Have you seen the team? Oh yeah. I was I was down in my fish pie with a big <laughs> with a big uh, grin on my face. 
Who eats fish pie in a pint glass? Anyway, so I've got, for, for those, we've got Millier and Sticks. We've got Ailing, Cooper, Lorente, Dallas. Then we've got Calvin Phillips back. Then we've got Costa, Click, Rafinha. Who am I missing? I don't know. <laughs> Midfield. Costa, Click. Maybe we should have Paul back in the second half of this. Costa, Click, Rafinha, Roberts, Bamford. Roberts, but yeah, that's it. I was missing Roberts, wanna. Um, who could forget with all those glorious chances he's had in the last few games? Um, so it's a really strong lineup, isn't it? Rodrigo back on the bench, Alioski on the bench with Berardi back on the bench and uh, Harrison. It's a decent bench and the provider's back on too, isn't it? So I think we're looking pretty strong. So I, I fancy us. Yeah, really good to see Phillips back in as well. And you think he should make a big difference today. And you would I always find it a bit weird, but then not so weird that he's always straight back in after an injury, Phillips, and he there's no like under twenty threes breaking in, but that just is his quality all over, really. Where do you lay well, to say lay, I don't know. Where do you sit with Harrison being on bench and Costa started? Do you think that's justified or not? I thought Costa was he was all right in the last game, but then the whole team were just all right. Um, I would I would have personally given Harrison a shot at it. I think this is the sort of game where his like his work rate and engine would cause West Ham a lot of problems. But then equally, if he comes off the bench, it could cause him problems as well. So we'll see. Um, it's you know, it's it's not that Bielsa isn't afraid to change someone at half time if something isn't working. So we might even see forty five minutes from him. And we're seeing Declan Rice versus Calvin Phillips. How do you think that one plays out? Yeah, Declan Rice is actually a good player, isn't he? As much as it pains me to say it, but yeah, Calvin Phillips all over. If Southgate's watching, he's your man. I think it depends. Uh, see, I, I think Rice is a bit over overrated personally. Um, that's, again, just my opinion. Very biased standard. But I think it depends if Calvin's actually ready to be back in. I don't think Bielsa would risk him if he didn't think he was ready. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare. Now, the only other bit of interesting news for me in the West Ham lineup is they were worried about the keepers. Fabianski's playing, so they're worried about his fitness. Let's get a few shots off at him. The other one, I think Jared Bowen's probably the biggest threat as a player. He always used to do well against us when he was at Hull. Ben Rama starts. Now, for me, Ben Rama is a bit like Jamba Perkins, that flipping white-haired kid who used to play for Barnsley. and then he went to Wigan and I think he went to Blackpool and he would guff for any other game he watched him but when he came up against Leeds he was a world beater Ben Rama for me is a little bit like that I think Ben Rama's all right but against us he seems to be unplayable so let's uh, let's hope it's not a Leeds that moment what are your thoughts on their team yeah like like you really Um, I do think Bowen's a really good player and we almost we were linked with him at one point, weren't we? But then obviously Premier League money of West Ham came in. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a good player. And I thought Ben Rama was well. It was kind of early days when we played them, wasn't it? Before and and he was very he was good in that match, but he just didn't have any sort of finishing ability. And yeah, I just hope there are the none of them are on their A game today, and we we just smother them. Really, is what I'm after. Yeah, let's hope so, mate. And not too many set pieces because if I remember. Did both their goals last time come from set pieces? 
I erase every defeat from my memory. It never <laughs> happened. <laughs> Excellent. Right, one thing that Paul is good for, bless him, is uh, going on the old opposition forums, and he's had a look on the West Ham one for us. So it's called? Uh, I don't know. The I- Iron Iron Men. What, a Mike Tyson forum? Nah, it's Knees Up, Mother Bran. Oh, God. Have you ever been to Ellen? I can't do it. I'm not even going to bother. Have you ever been to Ellen Road? Their team was dirty way back, but their fans are dirtier and they hate a southerner. Correct. <laughs> I hate Leeds. Oh, I like this guy. The walk from the ground to the station was always interesting, especially on a night game. I remember getting chased from the pub opposite the station all the way to the ground. <laughs> it, this is one of them that I'm sad that we can't go to because obviously I've been to the old West Ham ground, but I've yeah. not been. I've, I went to Upton Park. I haven't been yeah. to this new. I had earmarked as was going to. I have what you think about West Ham. For me, they're one of them clubs with proper fans. So I, I always do like coming up against them just because it's always a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, it would have been nice to go to this ground and tick tick another one off. And also take the mick out of them because it just looks like a sterile bowl. And <laughs> and Upton Park was was to be fair, was was a great ground and I know the fans miss it as well, so it'd be nice to wind them up about that in some way. I think I mention this every time we've played them, but I, I got called to see you next Tuesday from Rob Green at Upton Park and absolutely loved it. You know, when Clayton scored that 97th minute equaliser, and it was, oh, I loved that game. Um, right, we've got the referee info. It's not as detailed as normal. I, I, I don't think our loco Joe's on Twitter at the minute, so uh, God love you. Hope you're all right and uh, get back to it soon. We miss you. Referee is Mike Dean. Oh, what? Yeah, and that's big with West Ham, as it's less than a month since he gave Suchek a red card that was later overturned, and uh, he got death threats, didn't he? Yeah, he's definitely their 12th man today, isn't he? It's, it's going to go one way or other, isn't it? He's either just going to be, I'm Mike Dean, it's all about me, give everything for Leeds, please, 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 please. Or he's going to bottle everything and get them, isn't he? Oh, yeah, Definitely. He's never liked us. We've never liked him. It's mutual. But let's hope it doesn't affect the result. One thing I was doing on the way uh, home this evening, rushing back to get in, in here in time for the podcast, was I listened to our uh, podcast from a year ago, and it was just me and you, Andy. Was in it? The, in the Huddersfield game. Yeah, you were in Filey on your holidays. And oh. uh, and I was, uh, I'd taken your seat in the ground then that day. I was blind drunk, wasn't I? You were indeed, mate. You were. And uh, yeah, it's funny because like, obviously that was the last home game. We were talking about going to the Cardiff game as well. We were going to go on a road trip, weren't we, to, to Cardiff. And then that, yeah. that got cancelled. But yeah, that was the last game sort of we all got to before COVID. And, all right, we're a bit in. <laughs> but, we didn't, but we didn't even mention it. It was like, it shows you how quickly it all sort of unfolded around that time. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just mad, like looking back on it. I can't believe that, yeah, Luke Aylin's absolute thunderbolt was uh, just over a year ago now. And, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it feels like years and years and years ago. It's crazy. So much has happened. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a long old year. Before we get on to predictions and, and us word, now I know I've been giving our comrade Paul some hammer in this last 
part of the podcast, but it's only fair because we're mates and he knows it's all in jest. But he's actually uh, doing something really good at the minute, something really close to his heart. Um, Paul's running 50 miles this month. to raise 50? Money for 50, yeah. Bear in mind, five, no, five, five, oh, 50. Yeah, bear in mind, I don't think he can run a bath. So that's, to some people, that sounds like a walk in the park. To me, it sounds like flipping, climbing Kilimanjaro 15 times a day. I couldn't do that. Um, but yeah, he's ridden 50 miles this month. For somebody who's not a runner, that's a hell of an effort. So good on you, mate. And it's all to raise money for the Sands organisation, which is a stillbirth and neonatal death charity. Obviously, something very close to our hearts here in Leeds. That, as you'll know from listening in the past. So if you get a chance, go to our Twitter, have a look for the Just Giving it's uh, it's on ours. We'll tell you what, we'll pin the tweet. So go have a look at that if you get a chance. I know we always ask for money, and you've you've all been very generous thus far. So don't feel obliged. But if you've got a couple of quid, drop it in and laugh at Paul trying to trying to run. It's all for a good cause. So well done, mate. I still think you're a douchebag. <laughs> uh, lovely. Right, go on then. Predictions. What are you saying? Well, just before I get into predictions, actually, I was just thinking about away games and, you know, there's so much focus when it's a home match on how much we miss the ground and and that is hard. And it's, it's you, sorry, obviously you miss going to the ground, you miss being with your friends and you miss the whole occasion, walking down Lowfields Road, going through the tunnel, the smell of burgers and stuff. You miss all that. But away games are actually quite good, aren't they? Because they're all on... Because they're all on Sky <laughs> or they're all on BT Sport or whatever. So we we actually get to see them. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm funny. I, I obviously miss going to Ellen Road. But before I had my young family, I was going away pretty much every game. And and I'm actually missing the away games loads at the minute because those were proper days out with lads, with mates, weren't they? Going to the game were brilliant, but you didn't always get a chance to make a complete jolly of it. Now, on away day, nine out of ten times, you would because you'd be out all day, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, that, yeah that's it. And I think, but I do think you know, because we have got families, we don't get to go as often. So it is nice to see them. But I agree. And also, we've earned a lot of tokens in this last year. So I reckon- look at look at you trying to score some brownie points because your family <laughs> in background there. What a load of absolute guff! <laughs> but we've scored some. We've scored some tokens anyway. So we'll be able to have a few away days coming up soon, hopefully. If you're listening, James's family is just qualified and quantified N. An infinite amount of reasons why I can go to games now. <laughs> so yeah, your question predictions. Uh, oh, it's tough. Well, London, you know everything is against us. You would say on paper, Mike Dean, Jared Bowen, London. Um, yeah, but I'm I can't do it. So I'm going to say Leeds two 0 I think now's our chance. Come on. We, we need some points as well. There's people picking up points beneath us, like Fulham beat Liverpool. Did they beat him? Yeah, they did. And yeah, we just need some points on the board. Um, 2 0. Like it, like it. I'd, I've been talking myself into a draw all day, um, thinking that it'd just be all right. But now. Pes- pessimist. Yeah, well, mate, it's, it's like you say, it's the London thing. I've been not won in London since like 1904, before we even existed or whatever. I don't know. But I'm. Uh, I really fancy us for a win now. I've been talked around all day and I've seen the lineup and I'm going to go for two one leads. Oh, yes. I like it. Who do you think will score then? Um, I think Bamford's going to score, Rafinha's going to score and Bamford's going to get an own goal. Why not? <laughs> oh, dear. And um, have you thought of a word? I haven't thought of a word yet. 
yeah, London. It's it, it, it's not a happy hunting ground. It's got to turn around at some point. Tonight's the night. London. Yeah, I'm going to go with kind of similar, and it's going to be turnaround. Why? Not now. Who, who's here? Are you here? <laughs> so we need to turn it around. You know, it's, it feels like we have this inconsistency that we want to get over. And I think turning that around, get some consistency and getting a win in London where, you know, we can't get a result for Toffee would be a good turnaround for us. So yeah, let's have a two nil game. Hopefully we're all in a, all, well, all, yeah. Hopefully Paul can join us in the, in the, uh, after the game and we're, we're buoyant chaps. Oh, there you Apps firing off. Oh no, nothing. Do you know what? I'll think about allowing Paul to return in second half. If he apologises for saying crummy that one time. Mate, his language, he needs to take his head for a wobble, doesn't he? Anyway, let's let's go enjoy the game. We are 20 minutes away from kickoff. Let's hope we're as buoyant afterwards as we have been now. Come on, Leeds. Bloody London. And to make matters worse, we're joined by Paul. I, I don't have to. It's quite late and I'm quite frustrated. J- James, we, we spoke before the game, didn't we, saying we were fairly confident? Oh, I was going to predict a 4-1 defeat. So, we, yeah, pessimistic tonight. I didn't feel I, I, like the whole London curse things really, I think, got to me. And they've been solid. And it just looked like one of them games. It's easy to say all this now because I didn't say it beforehand, but I felt pessimistic beforehand, sadly. And when I read today that Mike Dean was refing, I thought he's going to have to have a blinder for them because he's had death threats. So he's, you know, and this, this wasn't to do with Mike Dean, but us having two goals disallowed and them getting a penalty in the first 20 minutes, I thought probably uh, levelled it up for them with Mike Dean. Um, although they were all, well, I don't know, didn't like the Helder Costa one. That irks me. And James, it's a penalty that we saved, didn't it? Yeah. Melia did well, didn't he, really? But, ah, uh, Lingard... God, I, I'm more annoyed that we didn't talk about him in the pre-match because we could have had a... Well, we could have given him a bit of a scene to couldn't we, the scum. <laughs> Don't deserve our time, that lad. The, the thing for me that West Ham have done this season, and I think I'm about to give them credit, that they've been really good, being really average and doing really well. Does that make sense? No. Do you not? I know it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, they're just big up top, big at the back, and they've got a few good set piece takers, and that seems to have got them to where they need to be in the league, which is just annoying because Leeds are a a very good football inside, and that's why it's frustrating, isn't it? We you know we see ourselves as being able to dominate teams, but come away with nothing. Mm. I wouldn't swap the way we play to be like that, but they, they do play some nice football on the counter attack, but they're just strong. Mikel Antonio looked like a bloody WWE player tonight. He did seem to have a a, a good grasp of how to um, be a big art bastard. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, I think I felt in the first half 
it looked like Click was struggling. Whether it was ju- whether it's that he's carrying this injury, um, or whether it's that he couldn't get a hold of the game, but the game seemed to be passing him by. And um, you know, at the end of the game, I thought, well, oh, Phillips has come back in from several games out. Lorente's had several games out and is just getting into it. Rodrigo's had a few minutes for the twenty threes. Clicks carrying an injury, so. It's not going to be the smoothest of, of of performances. It feels like there's some kind of force field in London because, I mean, Bamford with that one on the 47th minute, did he go peak championship Patrick Bamford tonight? Ah, oh, wind it in. Is it too late to boot him, Jim? <laughs> you control this room, kick him out. I asked a question, Andy. I didn't say that was my opinion. I think that the biggest leads that moment for me has been delivered to us by Spud, our mate, when he said, Leeds are the only team in the world that could make Craig Dawson look Virgil van Dyke. He didn't look injured. <laughs> he looked bloody good tonight, didn't he? And he's, he's not a will be. He's got relegated twice in three seasons or something daft, hasn't he? Talk me through your frustrations with uh, the defence either the defending or the lack of a free kick at the at their second goal from the corner? Well, for starters, the corner's not in in the little corner bit, is it? It's hanging off the edge. No one's mentioned that. That's clutching at straws, but it's not. If you look at it, it's not even on it. It's not in the, it's not a quadrant, is it? What is it? A little triangle thing. And yes, that's clutching at straws massively. But you're right, it's the fact that two defenders have gone for Edda, not talking to each other, missed it, and Coops has been turned by the rock, or whatever you want to call him, and fouls him. Do you think a foul keeper, James, or do you think it's just really clever forward play by Antonio? Um, probably the latter, to be honest. No, there's no room for honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, Andy. There's just a lot of frustrating things in that game. I mean... Really, the, the one of the most frustrating things was watching Lorente just not pick his man up on that corner. But like you say, you can probably put that down to a bit of rustiness, but still frustrating to watch. And even Loren- even frustrating that Melier didn't was kind of static as well and didn't really move when that sort of came, when that ball from the corner came over. Lorente runs in a wavy line when he's. <laughs> you have to laugh, otherwise you might cry. But he, he, he loses the flight of the ball, and so he's like running in an S shape, and there, and there, uh, Virgil Van Dijk steams in at the back and dominates the header into the uh, tiniest of gaps. I'd like to think. No, we had our chances in that game. Yeah, we also rode as luck, which is why I fancied us to go and win it in the second half. When they've hit the post with another Virgil van Dijk header just before half-time and then they've hit the bar when 4 nils is an absolute thunderbastard off it, you're thinking, this could easily be 4 nil. But as we discussed briefly, we skimmed over it, Robert's goal should have stood. Anyone disagree? I, th- I think... Good, that- good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the way that they draw those lines up is relatively subjective because the pace at which they frame... From, from when the ball moves, it's it's got such a big margin for error. So depending on when you pause that, 
will shift the distance by quite some way. And then he's, and then where you draw the lines, because it's like when they draw the lines, they've got this massive gap and you're going, really? He's level. I don't even know to what extent Bamford touched it because he, he went offside when the ball went in originally. So, yeah, I have gripes with that. I felt really bad for Tyler Roberts because I've said for many weeks now that he just needs a goal. He needs a goal to get going. And you, the poor bloke, he's skied every single shot he's had in the entire league. And he's finally put one in and he's looked up and the flag's up. You talk about them lines reminds me of when Scum got Scum Spurs years ago. And they got done from someone having a dig from halfway line and it went miles over the line and the keeper just dragged it out. And they said, no, nope, no goal. And it was about two or three foot over the line. Do you remember that? That's I what do. That's what this VAR bollocks is about. Would you get rid of it? There's a question. Yes. Great. Uh James, moving on to Saturday, what positives would you take out of today's game? Positives, positives. Um, I don't know really. Like it's really tough, isn't it? Four four losses in five games now, and yeah, we're not playing in London. Is that a positive? I don't well, know. It, while you were thinking, I thought at least it's not in London. Um, <laughs> but then I thought. We've got that lovely pitch again. So uh, I, I don't know whether like the fact that we have got players that are now got minutes under their belt, like Rodrigo and Phillips, and you think that would help them going into the next game. But I don't know. I just feel a little bit uneasy at the minute. You know, we, we keep we keep saying we're safe. I keep hearing we're safe, but we're not really, are we? Yeah. <laughs> so are you looking over your shoulder a little bit? A lot of Leeds fans are. Is definitely. that understandable? Definitely, definitely. It's Leeds. We always have to look over our shoulder. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a positive person, and before the match, Paul, I was saying we were we were going to win. I called Andy pessimistic for saying we were going to draw. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it's we do need a result now. We need a we need a, a decent, strong win somewhere to just help us help settle any nerves. I think. Could it be against Chelsea, Andy? No, I don't think we'll beat Chelsea. That's not me being pessimistic because I do think that we are safe. I've said it a few times, say it again. I think we're all right. I think Chelsea, however, the way they're pushing on under their new manager, will they know how to win a game. Done it again tonight against Everton, they didn't beat them. So I think that they'll do they'll do all right. They're looking good under him. I think they were a bit of a soft touch from the Lampard. I think they're a bit better here. The biggest positive I can take out of tonight is it's the word that I used earlier to take the Mickey out of James when I said the uh, honesty. We've got an honest bunch of players who will try and try and try. You don't see any of this cheating really, do you? You don't see him rolling around too much unless it's Laurent A getting kicked the other week. But you know what I mean? That they were going, putting everything they had into it, and they they wouldn't get dragged into any kind of nonsense. And I think 
that's something that we can be proud of that we've got an honest bunch of players who are just going to try and try and try and try. What do you think we need to do to turn this honest bunch into a winning bunch? <laughs> Keep going the way they are. If we're not doing too differently to the team that have amassed 35 points already, are we? This reminds me of that episode where we talked at length about fine margins and then you finally agreed with us, Andy. That was a game, if you had looked at the first 25 minutes thinking, yeah, we score here, we're probably going to win this. And then we didn't. So I think it is very much that in the Premier League. We just need the rubber, the green. It's just unfortunate that the green at Ellen Road is a bit shit. <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? I think we just need a few more quality players that can match up in and around what we've already got and I think we'll be fine so who who impressed you today guys who who are you leaning towards for man of the match uh, who impressed me today I would say Mike Dean was pretty impressive in in the fact that I've never seen so many shocking decisions in all my life I can't believe he gave Phillips a yellow card um for a, a perfect tackle and then seconds later um just does nothing when Liam Cooper's kicked in the head. In fact, I've still got the the red mark etched in my mind every time I, I close my eyes, that red mark across his forehead. Poor guy. I think that Mike Dean is the happiest man in the ground tonight that West Ham got a win and he didn't have to book any of them and he was able to give them a penalty and everything else. Because... But he's had an awful personal experience after doing his day job shockingly which nobody sub- should be subjected to but he will be chuffed to have not necessarily that they won but that he's come out of it unscathed so are you saying what we should do as a fan base is send death threats to referees so that they give us games I didn't say gave us games I said if we relieved <laughs> that uh... so you're condoning death threats yeah <laughs> is that where this is going <laughs> Now, where this is going is I feel Stuart Dallas had a great game. That's your, that's your go-to <laughs> when there's been nothing. It was when he did that marauding run, I thought, well, something's going to happen here. It didn't. But I thought, well, it's a marauding run. Do you know I think gets an easy ride at the minute? And that's Rafinha. It is obviously class and we need to hang on to him, but I thought he was pretty poor tonight. There's this weird media narrative. There's a f- quite a lot um, of, of narrative around Leeds United in, in the uh, media and, and the commentary teams around, like, when they say, yeah, we won't give up when we're 2 0 down, but we've not overturned a 2 0 deficit this season. We haven't come back from, we've, we've come back from the odd goal to overturn Leicester, which was brilliant, but like 2 0 down in the first 20 minutes. It's a mountain. And uh, so that's one of them. But yeah, the whole Rafinha thing is like, oh, you wouldn't expect it from him. I was like, I have expected that from Rafinha tonight. He's had quite a few, the, there are games when it doesn't just quite happen. It doesn't happen all the time for him. Doesn't, every winger on the planet. You watch but, Ronaldo, he doesn't play, don't know why he used him as an example, but every player will have moments in games when it doesn't quite happen. But back to what I, says, what I said before about honesty is, I think it was the 92nd minute he's gone through done a bit of a gut buster it's not gone off for him instead of stopping off in a sulk he's run over to the corner to get the ball to give it back to keeper on it so we've just got a good honest bunch but man of the match is, it's, it's hard pickings tonight because I think Jim said it a second ago 
say fine margins if you like we weren't necessarily awful we just weren't quite on it tonight and there's too many players who weren't quite on it and normally perform you're kind of seven or eights out of ten isn't there so I don't know who we're going to give one of the match to James try and enlighten me with some <laughs> inspiration um, well I know I was a bit harsh when I kind of sh- shut it down and said when's this honest bunch going to turn into a winning bunch and I mean that in the sense that I just want them to do well because they are all a, a very good bunch of people by all accounts. Luke Aylin making comments about Leeds being his sort of forever home uh, or certainly the area being his forever home recently was great and and you you just want them to do well as a fan, like you, you really do. Um, but it was just an off day, like even Luke Aylin himself had an off day, which was weird. Um, and I thought Rafinha had moments that, like you say, the media just loved to build him up as well at the minute it's all about him isn't it but yeah it was just an off day for everyone I thought weirdly even though defence was a bit shaky overall I thought Cooper did alright and he tidied up a lot of the time um, but yeah I, I, I can't really pick someone out of that it's, it's too difficult to be honest I'm, I'm, you've given me the inspiration I needed I'm giving it Coops for that absolutely awesome clattering challenge that he made that wasn't yeah, did he go to VAR for a check and he's done that wrong? He's just one ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, bye-bye VAR. Great tackle, Coops. Man of the match just for that. I should have stuck my neck out because I basically thought it was Coops but didn't didn't fancy a grilling from you. So, But yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Cooper, yeah. Two for Cooper, one for Dallas, yeah? Uh, Cooper hat trick. Hey, you've come off the fence. No, bloody like hell! It. Bloody hell! I definitely need to stick my neck out more, don't I? I do like I do like going to Dallas as my default, but I, my I don't think Cooper really put a foot wrong. I don't think it was his man at the corner. I don't think obviously he didn't foul Lingard for the for the penalty. So I think Cooper's done his job pretty decently all night. Everything that was asked of him. So you give that free kick away, but what else could he have done? Because no, until, until, no until, that, was a, that was a clever one. Yeah, yeah. Antonio with that 3-1, so you can act you can that. The other thing as well was he actually played for that free kick, so Cooper just bought it, unfortunately. I also think Cooper's deserving of it, just because of how he's been the last few weeks. And, you know, you think what people were calling him just over, you know, 18 months ago, referring to him as League One Liam, and here he is, captain in Leeds United in the Premier League, and and being the best player on, on the field um, today. So, yeah, fully deserves it. Right, well, on to final words then. Andy, where are you at? Crummy. (laughs) Any reason why? I just learnt the word from a very wise man. Now, I I think it was just a really bang average night again in London. feel a bit crummy after that. And I'm hoping if I say it enough times, I'll get banned from podcasts so I can't come on next week. Uh, James? Annoying. There was an, another annoying time in London, another annoying result. And yeah, I think we just need to, using, harking back to my word in the first half, which was turn around. We do need to turn it around still and get a win and uh, get one more win and, and, I, and I'll think we're safe. But until then. I'm going to go for frustrating. 
It was incredibly frustrating that that goal didn't count early doors. It was very frustrating that the next one didn't count. And then after that point, we didn't seem to be able to put the ball anywhere near the goal. In fact, it felt as though there was something invisible on the line when we eventually got close enough to almost walk it in. So it was a frustrating evening all around. We've had enough chances to, you know, they've blocked, cleared, scraped. And then when we have a decent openings like the Bamford two or three, it's just frustrating. But it's one of them nights. We've had plenty of decent ones. We've got plenty of games left to save this season, Andy. What, Europe still? We on? <laughs> it's too soon. Anyway, <laughs> we will be back with another... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't swan in for the second half and try and steal the end off me. <laughs> I've hosted this immaculately in your absence. Actually, no, it's been pretty shite on it first half, Jim. The first, the first half was impeccable, Paul. You've got a, you've got a standard to live up to now. I shan't be listening to it. <laughs> uh, close us out then. Thanks and that. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Podcast Network.